it. I wonder how you would sum up this year in just a couple of words. For me, I think the two words might be change and challenge. It's knocked us this year out of the normal way that we do things, hasn't it? We can't even have a carol service with the candles that we usually hold and without face masks and not being able to sing. It's just such a weird thing to do. In fact, if you wrote the 12 days of Christmas this year, it might end up something like this. On the 12th day of Christmas, COVID gave to me 12 travel corridors, 11 evening updates, 10 days isolating, nine new vaccines, eight track and tracers, seven souls are shielding, six friends all zooming, five closed gyms, four terrible tears, three major symptoms, two full lockdowns, and a mask that means I can't breathe. I think I've summed up most things there. It's really not been a great year, has it? A couple of weeks ago, I was asked some questions by the year four class of our local primary school. And one of the questions was, why should we celebrate Christmas? I think it was part of an RE assignment rather than a despairing cry of help. But why should we celebrate Christmas? I didn't think they were old enough for the cynical answers, that it allows the shops to make lots of money, that it helps us listen to endless awful Christmas pop songs, or that we can eat and drink as much as we like without feeling guilty. I didn't think they were ready for those, so instead I came up with some safe, solid answers first to help them get the idea. The first one, first answer and reason to celebrate Christmas was so that we have something in the middle of winter to look forward to, something that brings us a bit of hope. And I said that's probably why we have Christmas on the 25th of December. It may not have been Jesus' actual birthday, but the day we celebrate his birth is so that we have some hope in the bleak midwinter. And then secondly, it's good to have a time when we all get together and share some experiences and have some fun. Humanity has always had feasts and festivals in which we can join together and just rebuild relationships where we can find some comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. And then thirdly, I think it's good each year to have a time when we can reflect and look back on all that's happened during the year. And to do that together helps a time when all the hopes and fears of all the years are met together and put in a pile of good or bad and sorted out so that we can regain our perspective on life. All these things are good and all these things are things that we expect that might be good about Christmas. But you'll have noticed that none of them need the baby born in the stable. It's good to have a time of hope. It's good to have a time of joy, even if that joy is finding that the socks that Auntie Eileen has given you actually fit this year. And that's only a joke, because Auntie Eileen's socks always fit. 
it's good to have a time of perspective, but we need to look deeper for the real reason why we celebrate Christmas. There's a deeper dimension, whole other layers to be unwrapped. And this year of all years, those other reasons are important. Amidst all the tinsel and the turkey trimmings and the TV binging, why should we celebrate Christmas? Well, I'd argue that Christmas is first of all about celebrating the fact that God sent us a saviour. God saw the mess that this world is in. And this year we've seen more than our fair share of mess. God saw that mess and sent his son into the world, his only son, to be our saviour. I told the children, it's there in the very name. Christmas begins with Christ. And the Christ was the anointed one, the one who would come and save his people. It's there in the name of Jesus, the name given by the angels to both Joseph and Mary. Because the name Jesus means God saves the people of Israel. As we've already heard, we're told by the prophets that a great king would be born, a saviour would come to them. And he would save them from the fear of their enemies. He would give them safety and security. He would help them to live in prosperity and peace. This is the saviour that God sends into the world at Christmas. And he's also a saviour for each one of us. A personal saviour. He's the one who died for us to set us free. Because he knew that we were infected with the virus of sin. And he came and gave his life so that we might live again. If you want to find out more about that personal saviour, we've got an Alpha course starting on the 14th of July and you'd be very welcome to come and join us to discover more. So God has this big rescue plan of sending a saviour and that's a much bigger hope than finding a last minute trade deal with the European Communion. We have this big hope to hold on to because of Christmas. And then this year has also shown us that what we need more than anything in our lives are relationships, that we need each other. We need those moments and meals when we can be together, those contacts and conversations when we know that we are loved. Christmas should always be about relationships. Sharing our time together is so much more important than sharing presents. Spending time with one another is so much more important than spending money on superficial, shiny stuff. In celebrating Christmas, we're celebrating the fact that God wanted a new relationship with us. He wanted to restore his relationship with us by sending his son into the world. And so he came and shared our time and space. He wanted to spend time with us, no longer being a distant, disapproving deity. God came in the form of Jesus. He slipped into the world as a tiny baby so that he could be with us, so that he could show us what he was really like. 
it's difficult to connect with a God who's an immutable force, a great cloud of unknowing reaching out into infinity and beyond. But Jesus, Jesus you can connect with. As you see in him, God's compassion for the vulnerable and the outcast. God's love of parties with those who really were the wrong sort of people. In Jesus, you can see God's passion for justice and mercy. God is a God of love and joy and peace, and he wants to spend time with us. And this all starts with that baby born in a stable who came to us at Christmas. So there is hope of a saviour and joy in a new relationship with God. And then there's also a new perspective on this world. You see, Christmas gives us a chance to let God into the picture again and remember a bigger perspective. There was a soundbite of the Brexit campaign, Take Back Control. And perhaps now's the time to be honest that that hasn't quite worked out for us this year, has it? How much control have we had this year, even this week? We might still get to choose when we open our presents and what time Christmas dinner is, but this year has proved that we're very small cogs in an immense and untidy universe. And even those who think they run things can very easily be caught out. Christmas points us to another angle on existence, that God's in charge and his plans are unfolding and his future matters much more. God is a God who cares for everyone. For this celebration of Christmas is not about a king who was born in a palace with silken linen and servants and slaves or soldiers standing guard. Christmas is a celebration of a baby born as an outcast in an outhouse, laid in a slobbered over manger of prickly hay. Jesus was overlooked by the religious leaders and those in authority. The first King Herod knew about it was when those crazy astrologers turn up with a tall tale of a stranger star. It was to stinky shepherds out on the hillside that the angels came and brought the good news. They were the ones who came to worship at the manger. And this year we've had a chance to adjust our ideas as to who are the important people in our society. I hope that we've learned that the teachers and the nurses and the dentists are the really essential key workers, alongside those serving in the shops, delivering our post and emptying our bins. We've also found out that we do have enough money to provide accommodation for all the homeless, that there's funding for free meals for the poorest children in school holidays. So let's hope we've absorbed a bit of God's perspective, that everyone matters, that we're all his precious children. Could this Christmas be a time when God might want us to look again at the hope and the joy and the justice of the Bethlehem stable? rather than the best deals and the biggest bargains in the sales. 
there's just a chance that we could come out of this pandemic a more compassionate and kinder nation. As we've all been faced with the realities of weighing up the wealth produced by our economy against the well-being of those around us. I'd say that there are plenty of good reasons to celebrate Christmas. If here we find hope and happiness, if here we find a whole new way of seeing the world, Christmas gives us a chance to look for hope in a saviour, a new relationship with God who loves us, a time to check out our perspective and seek to be better. You see, despite the change and the challenge, the gifts that COVID brings, there's still a lot to celebrate. And it all starts with the baby in the manger. So this Christmas, don't miss out. For we too may seek his cradle, there our heart's best treasures bring, love and faith and true devotion for our Saviour. God and King.